Dear brothers and sisters, I welcome you all from near and far in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord that also this morning we may hear the word of God from a faithful servant. Another year has passed and a new year has dawned and we from Zurich would also like to wish everyone worldwide, dear brothers and sisters, a blessed 2023. We thank the Lord that we are still able to hear the Word of God. Many people have resolved to do something in the new year. I have also resolved something to keep this word of God faithfully and honestly. The Lord is the word and the word is life for us, even eternal life. Before we hear the word, I would like to read a word from Psalm 25, Psalm 25, from verse 1. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth. And teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great.
What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me. For I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. What a glorious, wonderful word. A prayer of David. Verse 3. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. We will not be ashamed. God is yes and amen. In verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his commandments. Yes. We keep the word of God, because it is yes and amen. In verse 12 it says, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Dear brothers and sisters, has not the Lord shown us the right way to walk, let us walk according to the word of God, for his word is yes and amen. We thank the Lord for the goodness and grace he always gives us. We want to pray. Faithful Lord, we thank you and praise and extol your wonderful name of Jesus. We thank you, faithful Lord, 
for placing us here on this path. You have shown it to us and we thank you. Protect us. Keep us on this path that we are now walking towards you, Lord Jesus. We know that time is short and I thank you for accompanying us on this path. We trust in you. We have read it and we do it, Lord Jesus. In your word we trust, for your word is truth. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will also bless our beloved brother Frank. Anoint his lips, that he may speak to us what we need. Faithful Lord, we thank you and praise and extol your wonderful and glorious name. In Jesus' name, Amen. I too would like to greet everyone very warmly here from Zurich and wish everyone God's blessing with all my heart. You all know that I have had the grace to travel all over the world and carry the message. But Switzerland, and especially Zurich, has a special meaning for me. For exactly 50 years, I have preached here in Zurich on the last Sunday of every month only three times in those 50 years was I unable to be here on the last Sunday. For me, Zurich is a second Krefeld, a direct home, and we have had blessed meetings in all these years. And I also think of the book table that we have shown many times, all of Brother Brenham's sermons were laid out and everyone could read and learn about what God has done in our time. We thank Brother Keller from the bottom of our hearts for the wonderful word of introduction. Each verse said a whole thing and we could delve into it. I have chosen only three of these verses 
to say something. But again, the emphasis, we are grateful that the meetings in Zurich can take place again. What has happened in the past three years due to the pandemic has brought harm to many and we are very grateful to the Lord because meetings are the most important thing in the life of a believer. Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, the more as ye see the day approaching. There is something for everyone in every sermon. Let us now look at the three verses from Psalm 25 and then at other scriptures. Here you go. We read from Psalm 25, verse 3. Psalm 25, verse 3. Yea, Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. We can also say yes and amen to this. No one who puts his trust in the Lord who believes the promises of God can be disappointed. Only he who faithlessly forsakes the Lord will be disappointed in himself and in others. Here you go. We read from Psalm 25, verse 4, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. This is also the deepest wish of all of us. Make known to me your ways. Teach me. This was already the prayer of Moses. If I have found grace in thy sight, let me know thy ways. And we thank the Lord God for letting us know his ways with his people even in this time. And this way we may walk in faith by grace. Here you go. We read from Psalm 25, verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his commandments. Amen.
all his paths, all his ways. For he has made a covenant with us. Beloved brothers and sisters, in Switzerland, in Austria, in France, in all neighboring countries, and in the whole world, you know the saying which I have formulated, Faithful Lord and Savior, you have made a covenant with us. You have revealed your word to us. You have shed your blood for us. You have given us promises which we all experience by grace. God has truly made the new covenant with us and all the promises of God are yes and amen, even the promises for our time, which we will talk about briefly. Here you go. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 23. John 1, verse 23. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. We all know the three questions John was asked. Are you Christ? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? He was allowed to say and had to say, no, no, no. And then the question, who are you? And then the answer, I am the voice of him who cries in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the highway for our God. John the Baptist was a man sent by God with the divine commission to bring the divine message at the first coming of Christ and to bring the people to the Lord. Yes, to turn the hearts of the Old Testament fathers to the faith of the New Testament children and to bring a well-prepared people to the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, precious children of God, today 
It is about nothing else than the promise that has been fulfilled in our time and continues to be fulfilled. What use is it if I preach today about what happened in the time of Moses, in the time of Abraham, in the time, yes, in the 6,000 years, if I did not know what God has ordained for this period and what had to happen now. And we are destined to bear witness to it. And especially to all friends who are not familiar with the ministry and the direct commission that Brother Brenham has been given. Let me say this. We are not here to bring out Paul or Peter or Brenham or anyone. But we are here not to pass by what God has done and is doing presently in our time. And anyone who cannot proclaim what God is doing now is living in the past. And I would like to be allowed to express this once and this with all seriousness. We all know that even in the time of the Apostles, false doctrines were put forward already in the first church age message. Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and hast found them liars. The doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, there was a prophetess, Jezebel, already in the first Christian generation, the enemy sowed his seed and Paul, probably on a divine commission, yes, certainly on a divine commission, he became so enraged at all these false doctrines that he had to say in Galatians 1, Cursed be he that teaches otherwise. He was commissioned by God to preach the glorious gospel the divine message of salvation, down to the smallest detail. And therefore, he even had to say for the second time, Cursed be he that preaches another gospel. 
After all, he assumed that the Lord had made a testament with us, and we have the Old and the New Testament, to which nothing may be added, nothing may be changed, nothing and again nothing. Everything must remain in the original. And if we then look at church history, at the first 300 years, there were still men who remained to some extent in the proclamation, but who also already proclaimed their own views. We don't even want to mention all the names. But then came the Council of Nicaea. And then really began the most terrible time of the 1,000 years of the Dark Ages, when all those who did not belong to the Roman Church in the Roman Empire had no right to live. The blood of the martyrs soaked the whole earth in the 1,000 years until the Reformation. And please, don't be angry with me But you can all open the Internet and read up. The Roman Church has issued 245 dogmas in that time. And all the other churches have laid down their doctrines and creeds. All of them have deviated from this original. And now we really come to the point. Before the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, everything must be restored to its original state the same proclamation, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Everything must be brought back. And we all know, since the Reformation, the biblical truths have been restored little by little. It has been one revival after another, up to the Pentecostal revival. But now is the time of calling out and preparation of all those who belong to the Bride Church. And on that we want to talk about briefly. Here you go. 
we read from Matthew 17, verse 10 and 11. Matthew 17, verse 10 and 11. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elijah must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. Beloved brothers and sisters, dear friends, These are the words of our Lord. He has confirmed the ministry of John the Baptist. Elijah has already come, and whoever reads the other scriptures, whether in Matthew 11 or the other passages, John the Baptist arose in the spirit and power of Elijah. He turned the hearts of the believers of that time towards the Lord and prepared the way so that all who believed his message received the promise, I baptize you with water unto repentance. He that comes after me shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He was able to present a well-prepared people to the Lord. It must be the same now. A well-prepared people must be brought to the Lord so that he can make the completion with his people. And let me be clear, there is not one false doctrine in the Church of Jesus Christ. Not one interpretation, not one explanation. There is only the pure, holy Word of God. And this we believe with all our hearts. We also believe the promise that God made in the Old Testament in the prophet Malachi before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes he promised to send the prophet Elijah and this promise has been confirmed anew by our Lord in Matthew 17 so that we as sons and daughters of God now know at the end of the time of grace, at the end of the day of salvation, before the terrible day of the Lord dawns, before the sun is darkened and the moon is turned into blood, 
before the time of grace comes to an end, that God would send a prophet to restore all, not just one thing, but all things, and to set everything in order in the church as it was in the beginning. Let us read on. We read from Amos 8, verse 11. Amos 8, verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Amen. This promise from the Old Testament is also being fulfilled now. God has sent a hunger to hear His words, not the interpretations of the word that can be heard in all churches. Everywhere people read from the Bible. Everywhere people interpret. Everywhere they bring their own interpretations. But God sends prophets for the word comes to the prophet not to the evangelist, but to the prophet. The evangelist has his task. The teacher, the shepherd, all have their tasks. But today, it is really about the first and the last, about the words of the living God that must be proclaimed. For if it is written that God will send a hunger to hear His words, then surely there must be a voice that proclaims His words clearly. Hallelujah! Praised and glorified be our Lord. And such a voice was Brother Brenham proclaiming the pure, holy words of God and the real hunger that we have as children of God that has been satisfied after all. And be honest, do any of us have any desire to hear the dogmas? No, and again no. Does anyone desire to know what the Anglican Church teaches or the Lutheran Church or the Baptist Church? Does any true child of God have any desire 
to hear what is taught in all those churches? Or has God sent a true hunger into the land, into all nations and languages, to hear the true words of God in the original? And we are grateful to God. Dear brothers and sisters, I must take this opportunity to say that the 2nd of April 1962 had a significance in the plan of salvation. Not only an extraordinary day for me, but it brought with it and has in it the plan of salvation. It was on Tuesday this week that a sister came into the office and said, Brother Frank, I spoke to my brother and said, The Lord has spoken to you. And his answer was, Were you there? And I actually had to smile. Yes. Were you there? Beloved brother, dear sister, were you there when the Lord spoke to Abraham? Were you there when he spoke to Moses? Were you there when he called Paul? Were you there when he called Peter? Were you there when he called Paul and all the apostles? Was I there? No. But I was there when the Lord spoke to me and truly called out the words to me. And brothers and sisters, I just have to say it again, down to the details. It was early in the morning. I had already got ready for the day, went to the window, pulled the curtains, looked out. The sun was not yet up, but it was daybreak, and I came back into the room and prayed briefly and laid the day before the Lord and then looked again to the window and to the right of the window stood the Lord and said, My servant, your time for this city is soon over. I will send you to other cities to preach my word. That is as true as any word in the Bible. You know the whole commission that the Lord gave me and that Brother Brenham confirmed 
on December the 3rd, especially on December the 2nd and 3rd, 1962, the divine message has indeed been carried to all the world and all have heard of what God has promised for this time. Here you go. We read from Matthew 24, verse 45. Matthew 24, verse 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? whom his Lord has made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season. Yes, this word also. Beloved brothers and sisters, I am not telling stories. I am only telling what I have really experienced with God. Even this experience in Edmonton, I don't need to tell you all the details, but it was a tremendous Sunday morning. The sun was shining into the room and the voice of the Lord, my servant, I have ordained you according to Matthew 24, verse 45 to 47, to give out the food in due season. That is as true as any word in the Bible. Brothers and sisters, It can be asked again, were you there? Did you hear it? It was enough that the Lord said it. And that I was able to carry out this commission was God's grace. And I thank the Lord for it. Even those who make fun of it and simply say, Yes, Brother Frank, that is the evil servant of whom it is written in verse 48 to 51. I put up with all the mockery. I know who I believe in. I was there when the Lord said it, and I believe it. And I really have to say to everyone, those who cannot believe that the Lord has given a direct commission will go on their own ways and not listen to what the Spirit has to say to the churches now through the last message. Here you go. We read from Matthew 
4, Vers 4. Matthew 4, Vers 4. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. It is on the same subject. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so we are thankful that we may believe every word of God and that it has become our spiritual life as surely as the Lord has said it. So surely we believe it and are thankful for every promise, for every word. Here you go. We read from Matthew 24, verse 14. Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This precious and holy word also had to be fulfilled in our time that the last message will be proclaimed on the whole earth to all peoples, to all tribes, all languages. And this is the divine message of salvation which we carry and which we have proclaimed. And therefore we may say, this scripture has been fulfilled before our eyes. Brothers and sisters, everything that the Lord foretold for the end times had to be fulfilled in our time. For we have arrived at the end of the time of grace. And the Lord has proclaimed everything that would happen in the two thousand years. If you go to Matthew 24, you will see that the Lord first spoke of what would happen to the temple, what would happen to Jerusalem, what would happen to the people of Israel, that they would be scattered, that the temple would be destroyed. After all, the Lord began with what was then and ended with what is now. And brothers and sisters, today we look at the world, wars, 
rumors of wars, famines, costly times, climate change. Everything is coming apart at the seams. Everything is no longer as it was. All of creation is suffering. We are suffering. And what is yet to come, we all know. Terrible things are coming. People will seek death. Everything that was foretold in the Word and announced in Bible prophecy will come upon the earth. But all this is happening around us. The important thing for us is that the divine message of salvation in the original, as it was proclaimed in the time of the Apostles, has also been proclaimed in our time that the one true eternal God has revealed himself as Father in heaven in his only begotten Son on earth and through the Holy Spirit, God above us, God with us, God in us. Redemption was accomplished, the blood of the new covenant was shed. Forgiveness was given, eternal life was given, and the Lord had already said in the Great Commission that we should proclaim the message of salvation. And whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. It must also be emphasized that baptism is done biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and not in the invented triune formula which was never ever applied by any prophet by any apostle, not in the Old and not in the New Testament. I will not go into detail of this deception. May God grant grace that we return to the original. Here you go. We read from Isaiah 49, verse 6b. Isaiah 49, 6b I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Amen. This is the prophecy from the Old Testament. For and to our Lord, I appoint thee to be a light to the Gentiles that my salvation may be made manifest to the ends of the earth. Not only Israel, but also the nations are included 
in God's plan of salvation, as the Lord told Abraham and promised. In thee all kindreds of the earth shall be blessed. Still the next scripture we read from Acts 15, verse 14. Acts 15, verse 14. Simeon has declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Thanks be to the Lord. In the New Testament was confirmed what God promised in the Old. And that is the main thing in our proclamation that we have complete agreement with the Old and New Testament. Promised here Fulfilled there. Thanks be to the Lord. Another scripture, please. We read from Romans 11, verse 7. Romans 11, verse 7. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election has obtained it and the rest were blinded. This also happened as Paul wrote. Not all Israel, but all who really believed the message of John the Baptist and then the message of the Apostles. They have received and accepted and belong to the elect. All others who have not believed, who have not accepted, have been hardened. Here it must be emphasized anew how important it is that we believe God, believe the promises. Those who do not believe God make Him a liar. And hence the emphasis to believe as the Scriptures say and experience what the Scriptures have promised. God is now calling out from the nations and completes His work with all who come in from the nations. And then He will turn again to Israel. He starts with the 144,000 after the rapture and then with all Israel. Do we have another scripture? We read from Romans 11, verse 5. Romans 11, verse 5. 
Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Thanks be to the Lord. Brothers and sisters, actually, I do not need to preach. I only need to go from scripture to scripture and read out. It is all written. And for that, we are so grateful. We don't need dogmas. We don't need a catechism. We don't need anything. We only need God and God's holy word. Let me conclude. The time is almost up. Brothers and sisters, we have heard from Brother Keller such a powerful word from Psalm 25. And every verse speaks to us. In the same way, all the other scriptures have spoken to us. The Lord does not speak past us. He speaks to you, to me. He speaks to us personally. And we may also classify ourselves according to the word from Romans that we have heard, according to the divine election of grace. There is also a remnant in our time. And we may belong to this remnant in our time. Just look around you. All are passing by the divine commission and say, Were you there when the Lord spoke to Brother Brenham? Did you hear him when he was told, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ? There are always those who make their question marks because they themselves, they themselves have no assurance of faith and no personal relationship with God and with God's Word. Whoever has a personal relationship with God and to God's Word, whoever is truly born again unto a living hope, whoever has truly received eternal life, forgiveness, reconciliation, grace, and has become a child of God, is begotten from God, pardoned by God, born again unto a living hope, and he who is of God Here's God's word. Let us read it now. We read from John 8, verse 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. 
Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. This is what the Lord said to the scribes and the Pharisees back then. Today he says it to the scribes and the Pharisees just as he did then. But in the same way he says, He who is of God hears the words of God. And that is the world of difference. To the scribes and Pharisees he says, You do not hear the words of God, because ye are not of God. And then, ye who are of God, ye hear God's word. Brothers and sisters, it is not we, not I who judge, but the word of God judges. Whoever is of God hears God's word, hears the promise for our time, has a part in what God is doing right now. Those who are not of God have their own interpretations about God's word and do not hear what God has to say to his church now. Please, where do you place yourself? Where does God's word place you? Are we among those to whom the Lord must say, You do not hear because you are not of God? Or can the Lord say to you and me, Because you are of God, you hear God's word. And just to mention this now, we were not there when Brother Brenham was commissioned on the 11th of June, 1933. But personally, Easter 1966, I still saw with my own eyes Twelve people who were in Jeffersonville in the tabernacle who were there when the mighty experience happened on the 11th of June, 1933. Brothers and sisters, we come to the end and thank the Lord that we may live now have recognized the time, believe the promises, and belong to the children of promise, and will by grace experience the consummation and participate at the return of Jesus Christ, which is so near. Once again, from Zurich, the warmest blessings to all brothers and sisters. And we are grateful here that we can come together again to hear God's word 
and be blessed. May the blessing of Almighty God rest upon all of you who believe as the scripture says be blessed in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh.